who don't know me at all. I've, I've lived in Cesar, Valier, actually growing up area, but uh, in this community basically my whole life. And uh, my wife, Dana, who is here today, teaches school at Cesar Valier, has done that for well over 20 years now, and, uh, and has coached all kinds of sports. We coached some sports together at times, which was something I would never suggest for anyone to do. Um, and then we have three children uh, together, and, and two of them are here today. Patrice is our middle child, and she just graduated in May uh, from Cesar Valier, and she will be going to Rin Lake College on a softball scholarship, and I'm super excited to see how that journey goes. She's an ex extremely hard worker, um, and she's definitely got a lot of skill to go with it, so that's going to be exciting, and mostly it's exciting because it's free of charge, at least for this first year, so good job, Patrice. So, um, And then our youngest child is, is here today as well, Banks, uh, is going to be in eighth grade next year, and, uh, and he's got a ton of friends here at this church, and, and comes... Uh, to Coach Clary's uh, group on Sunday nights and, and is here a lot of times and we're so thankful for Coach Clary and for really for all of you and how you pour into him and, and our entire family. Um, and then our oldest child who is not here today, uh, some of you know Delaney and she got married a week ago yesterday and her new residence will be about four hours south of here uh, in a little town called Wartrace, Tennessee. So uh, she's down there now, and and that's a good thing. It's a it's a blessing. Uh, the wedding last week was just, I think, exactly what Jesus in, intends for a wedding to be, and and uh, it, it was really really good. So, um, and and as Rachel said, I, I do now work for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's an organization been around since 1954, but personally for me, I've, I've volunteered in certain ways and been a donor to the ministry, uh, but a little less than two years ago now, I was approached about being the director for Southern Illinois uh, in this ministry, and, and I truly know that it was God asking me to be more accountable, to do more in my faith, and and I knew this was what I was being told, but it has been more than I could ever have, uh, have asked for. And I just ask for all your prayers in, in just being faithful to doing what Jesus asked me to do every day. So some of you may be thinking, well, you know, why, why is he up here today? To be quite honest, uh, Pastor Kirk and I, we have sons the same age, and I've gotten an opportunity to, to coach most of his children. Uh, even got to uh, help Karina with some golf the other day at our FCA camp that we had in, in Benton. And I've, I've searched out men who I want to be more like, and, and I just ask them to meet sometimes. And, and Pastor... Kirk is definitely one of those men, and uh, so he and I were meeting, I'm going to say it was February or March, and 
again, you can tell these genuine people, and you guys have, in my, in my again, I guess the word humble, I'm going to be talking on humility here in a little bit, but in my opinion, this is a man that in every walk of his life you can see Jesus. And I hope you realize how fortunate you are, but uh, to have him as an example for this church along with his whole family. But I'm, so he and I are meeting in March, maybe February, I don't remember exactly. Try to meet with him about once a month. And we were in uh, his office. And, you know, he's, he's this big, kind, imposing, in a way, figure. And sometimes I just say things because, I don't know, I used to just think it was just me being silly, but maybe sometimes it's, I think, what God just wants me to say, and sometimes it's different than what most people would say. And I could tell that day that, uh, you know, you look at him and you he-man has some things going on right now. You know what I mean? That this big, strong man has a lot going on. And, and I know specifically, some would be he's pastoring a church. That's a, big, that's a big ask. He, at the time, and he may still be, is part-time cop and Cesar, and he was the chief of police in Valir at the time. Okay, I'm being shaken off that that is no longer the case. And that, and that may be a good thing because, again, he, he's got five children. He's got these cows, like with these huge horns that he is obviously having to deal with and all kinds of other things that none of us even know about, just like the things you're dealing with. And, and so I, I just got a feeling and I said, you know, you, you're going to have to have a time where you slow down. And I don't know exactly why you would think I would be any good whatsoever at doing this, but I'm more than willing if you if you have a time where you're away to to give the message sometime. Uh, honestly, never done that before. You know, not a full whatever we want to call this type thing. And uh, he was like, "Well, yeah, I do have a lot going on, but thank you know he he's a." Uh, just a super positive person. He was like, I will maybe ask you to do that at some time. I don't know when. And so months go by and I realized he was just being kind to me and saying that he, he might do that. And on, on June 1st, he, he actually uh, texted me and said, hey, I got a couple dates. Would either of these work for you? If not, it's okay. And I said, yeah, July 2nd, let's do this. I'd be more than happy to to be a you know a part of, of the church service that day, and then I, I found out later, and I believe this is true, too, that he and Colt are at uh, like a football showcase, correct, in Atlanta area, Georgia. So I'm thrilled that this allows him to go spend a lot of time, uh, you know, with his son and being a part of that. And I know last week, last Wednesday, so my wife had been down in Tennessee for like. She was there a total of like 10 days. Uh, she's a great party planner and, and, and done all kinds of different things over the years with homecomings and proms and so forth. So she was a huge part of our daughter's wedding. And Banks and, and Patrice and I went down later uh, on, on a Wednesday before the, uh, the wedding on Saturday. But I only say that to say uh, Banks sat in the front seat with me and it was such a blessing 
during that time for me to get to see him stare at his phone for like five, five to six hours. So I know Kirk is having a great time right now with his son, I'm sure. So, uh, But I, I, I want to start, before I get into the core message here, by saying that it, it takes a man or a woman sometimes being humble and showing humility to let others be in their place for a short time. And I think that's most important because I hope and I pray that it can help fill that leader, in this case, Pastor Kirk, to, to do his job to the, in a way that God wants him to. You know what I mean? And, and so um, I'm, I'm blessed to be here only because of that, to be quite honest. And so the message today uh, is Philippians 2. 1 through 4, and, and if you want to turn there, or it's, it'll be on the screen as well. Uh, but I'm going to read from my Bible here, and the words may be slightly different, but obviously God's Word is, is the same now and forever. So chapter 2 of Philippians uh, 1 through 4. If there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves. Each looking out not for his own interests, but also everyone for those of others. So, uh, Paul is talking to the church at Philippi. Actually, he's, he's written a letter to them, giving them a message, and they've done a really good job of showing love to others. But I, I think in summing up these four verses, and again, we don't just want to take, uh, in our daily lives, don't just take five words from the Bible and go, well, that, that's what that means. Obviously, there's a much larger thing at work here, but I do want to focus in today uh, for the sake of, of God's message to all of us, that Paul was saying, be an, ex an example of Christ as we look to serve Christ continually. And the one verse out of those four that I really, really feel uh, God is wanting us to focus on is Philippians 2.3. So I'm going to read it again. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. And so that word humble or humility, is it's so important and it should be a part of what we are doing on a daily basis. And I, again, I knew what I was going to be led to speak on today and, and what, what God has been working through me over the last month. And let's be honest, over the last day and a half, right, that I've, I've really worked through this for the most part. But it was interesting this morning in Sunday school, George talked about humility a few times. And, and when we prayed before the service, the, the worship team talked about that. So it's, it's important that we... Uh, this is something hopefully the majority of you already know and are already living in. 
but I'm confident that God is speaking to many of you, or maybe it's one person here today, that this is something that, that we need to focus on in our lives. So uh, sometimes going to the definition of a word, I, I see preachers do that sometimes, and I'm not one, but maybe I can do what they do. So uh, the word humble or humility, in general, there were several definitions, but I thought a simple one was, it's a modest or low viewpoint of one's own importance. Okay? And that didn't hit me so much, so I looked in other, other areas, and, I, and a better definition of humility is freedom from pride or arrogance. And I love the word freedom because, again, we should all feel when we're truly walking in God's glory, walking as Jesus has come and freed us from our sins, walking in that freedom is the most important thing you can do. And so, obviously, pride is talked about biblically as something we should keep from, and arrogance goes wrong, you know, those go are tied in together. But when you say in your humility, that freedom from pride and arrogance, that just really, that's something that I, I feel that God is, is working in me over years and years, and, and hopefully something that you can use as well. And, and I just think, so biblically staying within God's will and glorifying God in all we do uh, is being an example of the ultimate servant leader in Jesus. And he obviously paid the ultimate price for us and did it in a way that it was, it was pure humility in, in going to the cross and dying for our sins. When he had the power to do it however he wanted to do. But he knew that was the Father's will and, and he was willing to accept that. So um, I think also in, in being humble, it's really about in our, in our Christian walk, it's being unconcerned with what we get, but finding joy in God's glory rather than ours. So, uh, you know, those are just some general things that I think humility talks to us about. But I want to make sure we understand too, there's, I'm going to go through several uh, viewpoints of humility that may or may not be what our Christian walk should be. And I want to make sure that we're very specific in understanding of those. So, in today's message, we want to make sure that we're not interested in false humility. And do we understand what we're talking about there where we're always the one who's, who's we're willing to, to be that servant, but we really like to be recognized for it. And we're, we like to talk about, well, you, you do such a great job at that. That's something I could never do. Sometimes that may be true, and if that's your heart's yearning at that time, I'm, I think we should be good with that. But realize that true humility comes with the realization that God wants us to use our talent, to use our gifts, 
to use our opportunities to glorify Him. And it's okay to be good at something. It's actually within God's will if He's given you those abilities, those talents, those gifts, those opportunities. But we need to be doing it for His glory rather than for our selfish ambition or, or gifts or whatever we get from something. It should just be that we're getting to glorify God. So, uh, many of you have probably heard of C.S. Lewis. He's a famous, he's passed away many years ago, but a famous English uh, biblical writer and scholar. And I just, I, I don't even know if I was really looking for it, but I came across this. And his definition of humility, I thought, fit right in with that. And that humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. So, uh, I still think it, it's okay for us to, to feel good that the Lord is, is providing for us to, to have good things, to do good things, to show others Jesus through what we're doing. We don't always have to be meek, and we certainly need to be bold in our faith at times, especially in this world right now that we live in. I know uh, FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, is now in 114 countries, and some of us have had the opportunity to, to meet with some men. Uh, I got to have a five-hour car ride with a man named Ali from Kyrgyzstan, and None of you know, because I didn't either, so I'm, I'm confident. That, you, that was part of the former Soviet Union. And it is a very highly Muslim country. And he, through FCA and a, and a lot of other resources, now has opportunities at this gym, they call it. It's basically like a rec center to sometimes mention Jesus Christ through ultimate frisbee. You know what I mean? It's the weirdest thing, but, that, but that's what we have to understand is somebody mentioned it, uh, prayed about it here earlier. Fourth of July is coming up and, and we have these opportunities to worship here today. You should not feel any fear in praising God and worshiping Jesus Christ right here today. We're, we're good to be able to do that. Again, like what's the phrase? You, we were born on third base. We didn't hit a triple. You know what I mean? We didn't hit a single and steal second and third. We were born with that opportunity. So God's calling us to use it. And because uh, some parts of the world, uh, I've heard stories where, I mean, face to face with people who said, yeah, if, if I say something to the wrong person, I'm, I'm going to go to prison for that. So, uh, anyway, just a side note that we're, we're very fortunate, uh, and, I, and I understand a lot of you are going through a lot of hard things, a lot of horrible things that are not your fault and nothing you can control, but knowing that you can, can go out and, and publicly speak about Jesus without too much condemnation. You might get one person here or there want to say something. Just ignore them. Go, go on with, with being that light. Being that light in humility. 
We don't have to get into Facebook arguments with people who don't know Jesus because hopefully they'll, they'll learn about him. Um, so, in showing humility, I feel like one of the most important things is realizing that we need to be humble. And God has shown me that, especially I would say over the last six months as I, I really have had an opportunity to dive into my role with, uh, with FCA, I get to have the opportunity to be over the lower 18 counties in Illinois. So it's a big territory. And one of my main jobs is to, to guide and train and hire other individuals who will, will work in the schools. And not that I don't have that opportunity as well, but that's not my main focus. So for those of you that know me, I have never shied away from just being blunt and being pretty open to criticism here. I've never shied away from spotlight. When I was a little kid, I was very shy. But as I, as I grew and got older and had things that I got to do playing sports and in other ways, it was never an issue for me to be up in front of people. And I still get nervous, but this today, this is nothing because this is just God. You know what I mean? Doing this. What, what I say is unimportant. It's He's going to be blessed if it's done in the right context. And, and so, uh, as, as I go back here, it's, it's more about being humble in all we're doing rather than showing people our humility or how humble we are all the time. And if we're doing it correctly, if, if it's really being done for God's glory, sometimes that can, that can be, literally just be. It can, it can have that, that time where we're not out showing everybody how good we are. We're not showing everybody how, well, I'm going to go do this and provide, provide this for this group because... I know that's, that's the works that I need to do. I talked earlier about freedom. And as you go through seasons of life, and each of you are going to have those seasons, and many of you are in them right now, sometimes it's okay to just be, um, just to listen to what God's call is on your life. And that may be the, mo the most true form of humility that there is that you can have confidence that you're being humble to what God wants rather than feeling like you always have to show that to everyone. So some specific examples that I want to, again, hit on that the Lord has, has just uh, shown me. And I, I, I want... The message should be where some of these may resonate with you personally. And I pray that that's the case because it can allow you then uh, to understand where you're glorifying God and maybe in some ways where we can, we can glorify Him uh, more appropriately. So, number one, I hope all of us have some, somewhat of these. We may not all, but... Number one is relationships. So 
if you have a relationship in terms of a spouse, a parent, a grandparent, uh, a child, co-workers, people in the community, people within this church, hopefully, when you have relationships with people, showing humility is showing that unconditional love that is just about me saying, Dana, Patrice, Banks, I love you guys. And I know I'm a screw up a lot of times. And I know most of you have never screwed up, but I, I love you even when you do. And that's absolutely true. And when we get into a relationship and our heart, rather than being in that, in that form of love with that person, is about, well, what, what are they going to do for me today? You know, it's the, it's the thought process of what have they done for me lately? Why would I want to be in a in relationship with them because what am I getting out of it? That's, that's less than glorifying God. That's actually the opposite. That's where the pride and the arrogance and the selfishness comes in that goes all against God's humility. So another example would be in our work, and I already mentioned, you know, maybe some coworkers, but in school, a lot of you are, are taking classes still, so you're in school, or maybe you're teachers or working other jobs within school communities, um, and also in, in volunteering, doing different things. I know this church does a great job in the summer of, of giving out food uh, different locations and and so in all those different things, when we, when we come into that scenario, are we working and humbly doing the work for God's glory, or are we doing it for us and what we get? Are we, are we doing it to check a box so we go, well, yeah, I really need to volunteer because if I don't, then the other people at the church are, are going to say, well... He doesn't do anything. Or are we doing it because we go, you know what, I see a need here and I want to meet that need because that's what God wants. And I can be His hands and His feet here on this earth and hopefully I can then develop a relationship with someone I meet and be an example of Jesus to them. But if, if it's all about what we get, we're going to do those things less and less. And to be quite honest, when we do them for our glory, people see that. And, and uh, you can fake people out a lot of times, but you're not going to fake them out all the time. And, it, and it's, it's not going to turn out well if, again, you're coming from a, a spot in your heart that is less than humble. Um, Another major example would be for our leaders. And I hope that the men in this room, if you, if you have a wife or, or a family of any sort or grandchildren or this or that, in being leaders, and, and again, this could be in a job scenario too where you're leading other people and, and 
this could be man or woman, if you're in a position of authority, are we, real, are we really willing to serve rather than the attitude of being served? And if God has put you in a position of authority, of being a leader, whether it's within a, a Christian realm or not, and, and for you it's all about demanding things and telling people what they need to be doing and being that authoritative figure all the time, then you're missing out on the opportunity to be a humble leader for Jesus Christ and, and His church. Um, obviously, He was the ultimate example and we really, really, really need to be looking to Him every day uh, in, in Scripture how He showed kindness overall. He showed compassion and at times He showed truth and sometimes we have to be truthful with people too. Does it, it can't all be the sugar-coated stuff. Sometimes we have to, in order to be a humble servant and a humble leader, tell people things that they don't want to hear. And that's being humble as well. Because then we're getting out of our own way and how, well, selfishly, I don't want to rock the boat. Sometimes you've got to rock the boat. So, uh, a few things here that were brought to my attention that we can do on a daily basis to dive into uh, a spirit of humbleness is do we pray in listening to God? Do you actually take time to sit and listen to the calling of God rather than praying for things that we want? And I'll be the first one to tell you for many, many years, my prayers were shallow. My prayers were about, uh, you know, I could, I could kind of hide them in the realm of, of saying, well, if, if it's your will, Lord, but they were all about me. And when we sit and we listen, and maybe we even keep from expecting anything, we just listen. What God can do in your life can be dramatic. And if we're unwilling to be humble and listen to His Word, we're going to miss out on a lot. Um, another, another thing that we can do that can benefit us in, in living humbly is are we grateful for what we have? And trust me, I get it. None of us probably have what we hoped we would have 10 years ago. Okay? I live in a house that has not been stained since 2012. I've tried to have some other people. I paid them some money. They did a little bit of it, and then they left, and they keep saying they're going to come back. But maybe I'm the sucker because it's been like two and a half years now. Okay? So I, there's things that I want. There's things that I hoped, and it has nothing to do with material things. There are certainly things out there that we, we strive for and that we put plans into place and we hope they turn out and we pray that they turn out how we want them. But are we, are we grateful every day for what God's actually allowed us to have? And those are two completely different things. So is our heart 
in a state of being humble for just being thankful for what we have. And another big one that I, I know this is a pride thing for many, many of us and especially for me, are we able to ask for help when we should? And how many of you right now think of something, I don't want to raise hands or anything, but think of something that you're going, you know what, I just, I need help, but I don't know who to ask, or I'm not going to ask because I have pride and I can do this on my own. And when you do that, when you take it upon yourself, first of all, you're living outside of that freedom from pride and arrogance, but you're also keeping someone else from having a blessing for when they can help you. And, and I think that's one of the biggest things uh, that my heart has become more open to is I am in a position in my life where I am 100% confident I cannot do what needs to be done on my own. And God doesn't want me to. He wants me to ask for, for help. He wants me to go out and ask people to become uh, in relationship with them through FCA and through sports and through all kinds of other things. And if I selfishly just stay within myself and don't do that, they're not going to get a blessing. And, and that's a problem. So asking for help is a, is a big part of being in community. And I'm fairly certain God's shown us from, from Genesis when Adam was, was created. Then He said, hey, this, this is not good. We need another person here. And He, and he gave Adam Eve. They started community right, right then and there. Okay? And as we go through all the examples in the Gospels of Jesus and how He showed His disciples and showed all the others, the men and the women who were so important to the ministry, how to live within community. We talked this morning in Sunday school, George Thompson talked about he sent them off two by two because one person is unable to do things alone. It's, we're, we're supposed to be in community. How are you possibly supposed to hear about the love of Jesus Christ if it's, if it's not in community? That's why we're here today, right? Um, in the book of Acts, the whole first part of Acts is about how we are to live within community. We are to pray together, to eat together. How in Acts 6, they realized some of the, the widows were, were being ignored. This, this is not what God wanted. So they, they elected seven other men to, to be in community with that group to be a blessing to them. And, and, and we all know the, the people who are actually providing, they're getting the, the biggest blessing there if they're doing it humbly and for God's glory. So, uh, I have one specific story that I, Dana and I help with a group of uh, college-age kids and some older who are in careers now at Whittington Church on Thursday nights. 
And I was talking to the group this past Thursday a little bit about, you know, what we're talking about here today, about being humble. And, and this girl named Samantha, uh, her name's Samantha Van Horn, actually, and her grandpa was my basketball coach my freshman and sophomore uh, year of high school. And so it's kind of cool now getting to get to know her and, and see her mature in her faith. But we were talking about being humble. And I hadn't thought of it in this way, but I thought this was a perfect example and, and maybe a little more than. But she works at the Buzz in Benton. And she got tips that day. And she knew she got three tips that were, were paper. There was a 10 and a 5 and a 1. And as she's leaving the square, there was a veterans group that was, were asking for donations. And she was like, that, that's important to me. I want to support veterans. And certainly that's a good start, but we definitely should want to. And she took the one out of her little, her little pocketbook and stuffed it in the thing and was driving on, going off the square in Benton. And again, God blessed her with a message that you need to go back and give the 10. That, you, you gave a one? I mean, what, what's that? In this day and age, that, I'm not sure that buys anything. It's like a penny 10 years ago, unfortunately. Although I'd be blessed to have $1 bills. So, don't, but, so she drove back around and found the same, the same you know, place to get on and, and gave her $10 bill. And she was like, and I, I felt blessed that I had, had done what God asked me to do. And the next part of this story is not really why we should ever give, and it's certainly not what's going to happen. If we, we should give everything that we can give. But she said she got back into her little pocketbook later on that evening, I think, to, I don't know if she was paying for something, and she knew she had the five in there, but down further there was a 20 in there she didn't know she had. So, I don't know, maybe God planted that 20 because she was faithful to give him the 10. So, um, so lastly, I, I would just like to, to say a few things that um, I actually heard, and I, and I think they've really been a blessing to me. So, in this world, we should want to be and look different than the world outside and and a lot of that comes down especially for younger people with a lot of social media is who do you follow uh, who do you want to be like who do you want to look like and who do you act like and if those people that you want to follow aren't following Jesus or aren't following Jesus humbly for His glory, then that may be something right there that we can, can address and look in to see what are our humble goals. And uh, we want to make sure that we're just doing the will of the Father from the Word of God and humble ourselves before God continually. So in finishing here, uh, Psalm 115.1 is where I want to end. And this just happened to be in my phone and I don't know why and I don't know when I put it there. But I saw it the other day and I was like, yep, that's it. So Psalm 115.1 is 
Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness.